Hey Fims, grab your journals and pens and let's tune in to that Fim Fatale podcast. My name is Ashley. I'm the host of that Fim Fatale podcast. I have my friend Tiffany here today. I'm going to let her introduce herself, let you guys know what she does, and then we'll hop into what today's discussion is going to be. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us uh, the second time around. It's so good though. Uh, <laughs> yes, right? I'm Tiffany Amen. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. I've lived here in Vegas for almost three years. Um, I am a mama of two. I work for the YMCA and I model. I make candles. Um, I'm highly spiritual. Um, which we'll dive into here. Um, so I'm really excited for this conversation. Uh, Ashley, I appreciate you no for uh, inviting me. And I think this is going to be like a great conversation. This is probably long overdue for us. Girl, so. <laughs> let them know your socials so they can follow you if they're not already. Hi, yes. Hi, guys. Hi. So yes, please do follow me. It's literally Tiffany.Amon. So T-I-F-F-A-N-Y dot A-U-M-A-N-N. I would love the support. Love the support, guys. Thank you. All right. So you ready? Yes. You already know. It's going to be like our normal conversation. But it is. So since the last thing you said that you went off of, I'm just piggyback with your spirituality. I know that that journey started for you prior to you modeling or really taking on your entrepreneurship journey. I kind of want you to go into that, whatever you feel comfortable discussing, and just yeah. let us know what that was for you and how that assisted with your mental health journey and Ooh, yes. your career and life. Of course, my, my aware shirt, you know, for mental health. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, let's get into it because um, literally um, right after I moved here um, with my family, um, it was right before the shutdown, right? So um, moving from Iowa to Vegas, it was literally like Oregon Trail, girl. It was like we packed up everything, the fish, the plant, everything. Like, and it was like driving three days, like almost straight. Um, and when we got here, it was the end of um, December. It was literally Ooh. December 23rd. Like right before pandemic and then everything shut down. Oh my God, that was a test. It was a whole test. Like it was Joba. <laughs> like, are you ready to level up? Like, this is going to be like it was like seriously. The choice is yours right now. Um, I got a really great um, job with this real estate flipping company um, because I was in the accounting world for a long time, a very long time. So I kind of followed that track and I was trying to figure out at that time, okay, what can I do to bring money in? Like, I don't have a job. I need to, you know, figure shit out. Right. Um, so in February I landed this position. I was literally being groomed to be the, um, controller for this company. Like it was, it was amazing, you know, you know, it was amazing for me and my family. And then, and then lost my vehicle. 
right? I just, I had to let it go because I couldn't afford it. You know, I had to make sure that my kids had a roof over their head. And then ended up getting a vehicle that was like not the best decision. It was one of those, those, we all know when we get desperate and we just make those decisions oh, and it's, uh, you know, yeah. right. It, exactly. It was right. It was. However, I was thinking, okay, well shit, at least I can get to and forth to work for the time being. And as I'm driving to drop off Ava at uh, daycare, preschool, whatever you want to call it, I get a call from my supervisor like, don't come to work. They just shut everything down. I don't know what's going on. Like, this is a month after I got this position. And it turned my world upside down. Like, upside down, right? What is, what is this? What's next? It, what's exactly what's next i have two kids <laughs> i don't know anyone in the city you know my survival mode from growing up Ooh. and and right right know, it, it, it triggered it triggered it triggered because listen it triggered it triggered like growing up i bounced around like we didn't have a solid place to live and i was like oh shit we're not going to have that. Like, it's not going to happen. You know, like, my kids de deserve better. Like, I'm going to do better. So it was the moment of, fuck, what do we do? What's the resources? Yeah. You know, like, um, the first time that I've ever, like, applied for state assistance and was able to get it, right? Like, the very first time here. In Iowa, every time I tried to get help, it was, oh, you make too much money, right? So, like, I was like, well, bitch, I ain't got no money now, so I'm going to have to get some help, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, I got to feed my like, kids. Like, I got to have to make sure, like, the rent is paid, right? So, going through that process and, you know, knowing, okay, this has to be temporary. Like, this has to be temporary. But for the time being, I got to I gotta get off my high horse, and that was another hard pill to swallow because it was that am I going to be looked at differently because I got to go and get help from the state? Am I going to be looked, you know, like exactly, but you know, like me, you know, you go through those, the process, right? You go through that process, but it was, we got to figure something out, right? So as I'm, you know, as we're, we're trying to navigate the pandemic and trying to navigate the shutdown and figuring out what the options are, you know, there like money ran out, like money ran out, like money ran out to the point where you know how hot it gets here, right? Like money ran out to the point where I couldn't even afford to walk. Like I'm not, I'm like, walk. like I've walked everywhere. Like I walked everywhere in North Vegas. Like I can tell you where everything is, <laughs> you know, but I couldn't even like walk to like the Dollar Tree to get like candles or something like that. And that's when I was like, I shouldn't even have this issue. Like I should be able to just make my own fucking candle. And this is how I started to like um, integrate what I was learning as I was trying to get to what was my neck what was my path what was my purpose here right yeah. so as this is going on um my i call her my sister wife um um 
she was going to this um uh event like this uh workshop right that with this doctor that can rewire your brain he can like go get into your head and yeah, and, like and rewire the, tra the the traumas right so she had she offered it to me and i was like yes because i need to figure out i need to figure out why i'm stuck like i need to figure out what's what keeping me correct like what do i need to work on like what do i need to release because it was all intertwined right so i went to this workshop and it was really fucking eye-opening to to realize how if you don't deal with your shit right if you don't deal with your shit it it it, it manifests in different in different ways right while we're on this so i don't forget yes please do when go ahead you went to this retreat or when you um were given it was like online yeah yeah you were given this opportunity because i speak on inner child healing a lot because it's something that i consistently do and i'm here for it and i talk about it a lot on my podcast what was a subconscious thought or unconscious thought that you had from like your past trauma or like your childhood that have reflected that that was manifesting in your current life that you weren't aware of until you started doing the work oh my gosh that is that's so deep ash um because it was all whirlwind of things from my childhood that came up that i really like as i learned how to release the traumas it just kept coming up and coming up and like really it boiled down to my relationships with my parents, my biological parents, mm -hmm. and um, realizing how m I played out their lives in my own life, if that makes sense. Because I watched how when well, the things I saw and the things that I was exposed to as a young kid, I didn't realize, like, I, I thought I was doing the opposite, right? I thought that I was going to be different than my parents, right? Like, I, I'm going to prove Girl. them wrong. I'm going <laughs> to... History is repeating itself. <laughs> and history was fucking repeating itself through my relationships, right? Like, they were repeating themselves through my relationships. <laughs> and, Freedom. yeah. And um, I didn't realize just how much codependency i had on others because i felt like growing up everyone depended on me for the answers to everything and as a young kid you don't got the fucking answers right like how am i supposed to you know like but i felt like it was one of those things where we can tell she's different and we can tell that um, she's she internalizes things, right? She, you know, so I was the the go-to person for everything. Like, if, if if anyone needed a solution, it's go to Tiffany, right? I started working at the age of fifteen and literally was giving my text to my grandma. Like, I was literally working for my grandma at that point at fifteen when I should be hanging out, you know, socializing, figuring out what I wanted to do for college, all that stuff, I'm fucking working. A full-time job and going to high school, right? Where the adults around me 
the only person that had their shit together really was my who I consider my mom, my stepmom. She was the only one that had her shit together. Everyone else was doing whatever they was doing. Like they were now that I know, right? Now that I can see it for what it is, they were only expressing how they can express at the time. You know, that they 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 were they were doing the best that they could with the the tools that they had right it was very much survival it was survival it was um we don't talk about our problems we don't you know even i can relate to a lot of what you're saying we've had these conversations a lot of our mm -hmm. lives parallel in certain aspects yes but it makes you really think because at one point it made you kind of victimize yourself and you're like why did i go through that but then as you I did you begin to heal it's like oh shit I needed to go yeah you think about your yes family, your family you're like what did you experience to respond the way that you did because if I'm exactly. just exactly my response to the things I went through with you what did you go through what was what were you going through love and empathy for yes um, yes. For me, I can't say personally for you, but even a, a bit of sadness, because it's like you start to realize, like, you're human, just like me. You mm -hmm. literally were just trying to survive. That's it. It's it's sad when you think about it, and it's a yeah. blessing when people come out of that. But it's just like, wow, like sometimes it's I a blessing like, when they come out of it for real. Be school and forget that they have that human aspect to them. Just but yeah, you can't forget that these people are human beings too yeah yes and that was a huge part of this workshop was okay because this happened to you look at all the other stuff that you've done because of it like yeah. you know like you know don't see it as like it was done to you really you know it was done for you right <laughs> right yeah yeah so um like i really i really started working hard on my triggers like my um my trust issues my crazy it's right not really crazy, um it's not crazy while, but something i'm really y'all are gonna hear me preach about certain things it's not necessarily preaching it's just i've learned for myself it's not gonna be the same for other people everybody experience certain traumas sometimes your emotions are a are people think the ego is a bad thing your ego right. and your emotions are there to protect you it's not a bad thing sometimes you have to lead into your ego to survive there are moments where that is is necessary but once you heal you have to know when it's necessary to use ego when it's necessary to use the healed version of you you have to have the right both and so it's exactly. like we're conditioned to, oh, your feelings, your emotions are not either valid or you're expressing too much. That's, you're not controllable. That's not okay. Right. Like, no. Right. You feel that way simply because someone overstepped your boundaries. And instead exactly. of knowing that because you're constantly suppressing that, you don't know how to express that in a healthy way. So you lash mm -hmm. out. But mm -hmm. you can still say exactly what you need to say without becoming volatile or without becoming anything other than your most authentic self you can tell exactly someone, you can tell someone i don't like what you're doing i have no reason to deal with you and be done mm -hmm. with you. 
but instead of doing that, we allow people to overstep our boundaries and then we mm-hmm. eventually explode. And it's like, you have to learn, like, if you cut it off at the head, as soon as you see something for what it is, besides yes. people constantly overstep your boundaries, <clears throat> that wouldn't be a problem. You wouldn't constantly feel exactly. like that. Exactly. And that's the process of releasing. And that's the process of once you start releasing that shit, you start learning who you are, right? And you start setting those boundaries. And boundaries was my biggest thing, right? It was, okay, at one point, it was like, I'm gonna give you so many chances, like, I'm gonna give you so many chances, right? And then I had to be like, no, no, no that's right that was loose right and then i went to the extreme where okay it's you know i'm cutting you off yeah so then i had to learn right i had to learn but there's still there's there was no girl there was it was no balance it was no balance like it was it was i was very much the extremist like you don't understand there's moments in my mind i cut people off and i'm like wait yeah because you're human too you fumble sometimes like, exactly exactly also even if that was the case and some because i've had somebody do that before i was completely healed i made mistakes and i had somebody cut me off and they were a close friend but i had to respect it because i thought about it at the time but i was like you deserve that you deserve it's valid it. yep yeah and i had to be real with myself about it i wasn't the best version of myself and the things that that person received from me was not good for them and I exactly now that where I'm at, if me being in your life, if I'm not healed, causes you issues, cut me off. Do what you have then to please cut. Exactly. That's it. Like, literally, that is it. If it's causing you more grief, if it's caught, if it's if it's causing you to waste your time and your energy please cut them off i don't care who it is you can respect them and love them and leave them right where they are at because trust me the more that you feed into that the more that you invest into that person and they're not reciprocating that back to you you're keeping yourself stuck too like you have to make sure that you keep moving on moving forward regardless of what that person is doing and that is the hardest part with growth right it's that and and i want to touch upon that imposter syndrome right when you start growing and people start acting different towards you you start thinking it's you but it's not it's not you right i know i'm so excited for it i'm so excited I went through that phase. I went through that phase real hard. It's really something, the biggest thing with imposter syndrome, you have to be able to identify who you are. And if you don't know your identity, you're going to feel that way. And there's nothing that you can do until you rip yourself bare and really get to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you're not going to feel like you deserve anything. Whether it be good exactly. or bad, you're going to always... Exactly. Exactly. And that's what happened once, excuse me, someone decides to do some <laughs> loud driving around here. Um, but that is exactly um, where I started to get, once I started releasing 
all this trauma, you have to put it somewhere, right? So then I started integrating yoga because my hips were like so, st like the trauma that part of the trauma that I experienced was sexual, right? So my hips were so, my hips were so stuck, right? They were like very tight and like yoga. Mm -hmm. I had to really start healing my lower chakras, everything, right? So part of that was I made myself the promise that as soon as I started bringing in money, I was going to start saving and start buying candle supplies, right? Because I wanted to be able to, one, not only make my living envir environment smell good and be, you know, inviting, but two, I wanted to integrate the energy that I was releasing into something, some form of healing, some form of creative product that I can say I poured myself into this my pain created this and it's fucking beautiful and it's amazing yes yes and um a lot of people miss that part right like you can do the work but you have to let it go some way because it'll get stuck again and it might get stuck somewhere else you know, you have to release it because that's some heavy, some stuff that you're releasing is so heavy. Some stuff that you're releasing is not even your shit. It's mm -hmm. other generations before. Sure. Like, I don't know how deep we want to get into this, into this, <laughs> because I, I am the one in my, in my family that is going to break this generational curse, right? Like it's, it's, it is. It is, and, and, and it's a hard journey, right? It's a hard journey being an empath and being, you know, so in touch and stuff like that and, and being part of this post, you know, pandemic and relearning life again this way. It's, it's, it's difficult, right? However, like, I always, always lead my day with I'm just gonna go and lead with kindness and treat people the way that they're gonna be treated because regardless of what I'm going through, someone out there is going through something a lot worse, right? And I just knew that I had to start using my pain for something better, right? For something better to to help mm -hmm. someone else. So Another part of that, um, my spiritual growth, right, um, was learning to love myself for who I was, learning to love my body for what it was, learning to love my face for what it was, because for the longest time, I didn't like the, the woman I saw. Looking back, for the longest time, I lost my voice. I lost everything about me. And as you start healing and as you start doing the work, you know, my work was mirror work. And man, was that difficult, right? Because I, I went from, yes, I went from never being more than 135 pounds ash to after having Ava being 208 pounds and not in a very good state of mind, nothing, right? So I developed body dysmorphia. Mm. And I went through this whole phase of not really knowing what I was going through, right? 
and not no but knowing that I didn't like what I saw. So then I started doing the whole stupid fad diets, all that stuff. That didn't work, right? Because we all know that shit doesn't work until everything is working. Like I literally didn't start losing weight until I started releasing my shit. Nothing worked. I intermittent fasted, I did my cleanses, everything. I didn't lose weight until I started releasing. This started working on my shadow work, started working on, you know, loving both sides of me, loving, you know, my past and releasing it and not carrying it anymore. And then that's when I started seeing the shift in my weight loss. But then it went from, oh shit, I look good, right? Mm -hmm. But it was still like, I'm. I'm still not happy now because I lost all this weight and now I have to get like my breast inflated and I got to get my, you know, like it was one of the, it wasn't, it was never good enough. Right. So, so then I was like, do you feel like even though it was physically triggered for you, like it was triggered by how you felt about yourself physically, do you feel like it was still more emotional for you? Like it was still a lot more emotional work. And then do you feel like regardless of the work that happened physically with you losing weight and everything, that emotionally and internally, there was a lot of work that needed to be done in order for you to really love yourself? Yes. Emotionally. So outwardly, I knew I looked good, right? I look. I look good. I know that I get compliments all the time and I appreciate it. However, inwardly, it was always, oh, but I can see that I have dark spots and I have bruising and I have this and I have that. You know, I saw all that, those flaws that no one else has ever highlighted ever. But to it me, it was, it was physical aspects, but internalized emotionally because it was you're not pretty enough or, you know, exactly. Right. But then, but then I started thinking, what am, what's keeping me, what's keeping me from loving myself? Like what's the next step on that? And that's when modeling, you know, that was my next step because I was like, I have to force myself into the environment that makes me uncomfortable people looking at me and and having to be in my face and having to have that lighting that shows everything and having to wear you know designs that might show areas that i'm not uh, like not comfortable with but that was the confidence piece that i had to get that was the shadow side right working i had to work through those insecurities i used the insecurities for my benefit and it's hard sometimes because you have to be so honest and real to yourself, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you, um, about that premiere work because you're being very vulnerable and I want to share part with you as well. For me, I did a lot of mirror work and I always felt beautiful, but the reason why I asked you that is because physically I never had an issue with how I looked. It was when I stared into my eyes when I was looking in the mirror, I didn't like emotionally who I was like I hated that person because I know that I'm a great person but when I would go through like manic and depressive phases there were mm -hmm. things that I did or there were things I was remember I would remember of my childhood to where I was like I don't even like you 
And so then I would look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't like that girl. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would, I think it was a mixture of me seeing a weaker version of myself and then also mm -hmm. seeing that person that was so broken looking back at me would make me angry, honestly. And I think that's what I dislike. So I wanted to see what your perspective was because I know that people have, you know, battles with this, but hearing someone else's battle, it's a similar battle, but in a whole different spectrum, a different realm, but still very mm -hmm. relatable. And that's kind of why I wanted to have that discussion and see how you were able to work through it and see what the difference was compared to mine, because it was for different reasons, but it's ironic that you mm -hmm. still were able to get the same result using a, yeah. the same method but for different reasonings. That's yeah. why I enjoy having this platform because it opens other people's eyes up because guess what? If you went through it, if I went through it, how many other people out there, how many other black women, it's... other women, little girls are going through this, but there's not, the community's growing to where this is an open conversation, but it's like, right. let me make this a comfortable space for people to really discuss mental health and the things, the traumas and things like this, and let people know that this is okay to have this conversation. Until we it's really very much okay. cycles are going to continue. I agree. And I really appreciate you as um, a, 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 a black woman who has had essentially her voice stripped away at such a young age, right? Like you had your, you weren't able to make your own decisions for a long time, right? You didn't, you couldn't voice, you couldn't share your voice. And I am so grateful to have aligned with you, Ashley, because we've had, the same journey in different obviously situations but both of us had to learn how to find our voice through the anger right we both have harbored so much deep-rooted anger and for you to be able to flip it the way you because girl you were glowing like you look good i love uh this Ashley like seriously like I can see the work that you have done and like I know the level of anger that can course through you right and I know the level that of anger that could course through me and for us to be we like we were like we would be it is a blessing because literally I know that both of us have been deemed the angry black woman right we've been lots of prayer and I'm not even the tears that shower about the same thing this isn't even like slightly pain because I overcame it but it's it's genuine happiness like I've overcome a lot and sometimes I'm so surprised like I surprised myself I'm like I don't know how you continue sometimes. And it's just like, I'll pray. And then there'll be moments where I feel like I can't continue. Like, like <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna get through it. And then I pray on it. And somehow I do. And somehow I do. And then I remember the thing that pushes me to wake up every morning is because like I told you, if I feel like this, 
if I genuinely feel like this, knowing the things that I've gone through, if I can mm -hmm. help someone else that feels the exact same way, help them heal and help them become a better person, like my life is mm -hmm. good. Like for me, that's Amen. what for me that is what my path is aligned with. So when people are like, Oh, yes. what do you want out of life? I'm a healer. This is what my journey consists of. So this makes mm -hmm. me happy. I can do this, have this kind of conversation with other women, with other individuals every day and be content. And I know, yes, there's, like you said, with the pandemic, there's been times where I don't know how I'm going to make it because sometimes it's not the unknown. Everyone's fearful. Exactly. But when I stay true and, to my and journey, sometimes it's the fucking it's, known. Exactly. And it's like, exactly. When I stay true to my journey. And once I actually enter my calling, granted, I may not be mm -hmm. where I want to be right now, but I want for nothing. And yes. as long as I show gratitude that part. for that, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm yeah. very thankful. I'm so thankful and blessed in where my life has come. The fact that I can even get here on a live stream and allow y'all to see this raw emotion. Yes. Years ago, I could have never opened up to anyone ready on a live stream platform where people are going to see that yes. going to take it down simply yeah. because that's healing. The fact Please that don't I take it be down vulnerable. because if you can be vulnerable. Exactly. I shared some stuff okay. that people <laughs> don't even. Right, exactly. And, I, and that's what I want to say because I appreciate you. Um, allowing me this platform to help me get over that hump of just fucking being vulnerable and not caring if someone might judge me, but, but caring that I could be saving someone else's life or changing someone's direction just because I don't give a fuck and I'm going to yeah. share my story. You know what I had you to have start to. doing in order to get to this point? Um, there's moments because I suppress my emotions. You probably gone through the same thing. I suppressed my emotions for a long time that it would randomly start to come out. And as I practice my shadow work, sometimes I would be in a setting where I'd be working and I'd have to cry because I spent so much time not healing it. So now mm -hmm. that I'm healing, it just yeah. starts to pour out. And I now I got yes. to the point to where I'm like, no, let it out. Like you need to let yes. it out. Yes, okay. you have to. It's okay. You have to. Yeah. Um, I, I literally had to write because at one point, um, it was like over emotional. It was like a stream over emotion. And so I was like, okay, bitch, suck it up, suck it up, suck it up. But you can't <laughs> suck it up all the time. Yeah. It has to come out like one way or another. It has to come out. And sometimes you do just need to cry. Like sometimes it just is crying. It is very healing. And sometimes it's like anger. Sometimes it's like fucking whatever. just mom. like whatever it is. Let it out. Acknowledge it. But keep moving on. Don't get stuck there. Right. Yeah. That's the point is don't get stuck there. You know, I started I started allowing myself 24 hours. Like I cut I, boundaries, right? You have to make boundaries with yourself. So like I will give myself three days and then start lessening and lessening and lessening it because yeah, because if you don't start doing that, right? If you don't start flexing that muscle, it's, then it's never gonna feel right to you because you're exactly. not being consistent. You're not being disciplined. You, yeah. Know, often you allow yourself to express your 
pressure emotion. Um, for me, I'm gonna ask you this question. I'm also gonna say for me, as I continue to like how I display the emotions here, um, at first of all, I give myself days, like sometimes I need more time depending on the scale of how my emotions mm -hmm. and how serious I need to feel at that moment, like how severe the situation is. But I noticed once I started giving myself the space to do that, it got less and less time, less and less time. And so now my turnover, like I'll feel it, like now I'm good. So I'm done. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm able to bounce back quicker, and I'm able to yeah. heal a lot faster than yes. before when I was suppressing. It was like, oh, like now I'm constantly feeling this, feeling this, feeling this, simply because I wasn't actually allowing myself to really feel it. I was just exactly. like, exactly. And bipolarism right is that <laughs> duality <laughs> yes because it's still that it's still that extreme sometimes extreme shift in emotions right and sometimes you sit in that emotion like you said a little longer because the degrees you know it's the degrees of what's going on right and it is like I have had moments that literally someone would probably be like this. They're just crazy, like crazy where I have gone from, I'm fucking pissed. I need to take a step back, right? I need to, I need to step away from this situation because talking is not going to make it better. I need to step back and, and, and process it, right? Like sometimes it does take a long time, but in some cases for me, it could be like an hour, like, and I can process it that fast. And then I'll be, hey, you know, like, and it's just that switch, right? But it's like, okay, I've gotten over it. It's not, I'm not gonna let that shit bother me anymore. I'm going to focus on what's making me happy, be present, and keep going about my day. And it's that, that switch that sometimes that people, if they're around you, can notice and not understand what you're doing and think something's not right with you, but it really is. You're just processing it a lot faster than some people because you, you put those boundaries in place. You know, I do fact-checking. My, my, when I start feeling my ego take over that self-doubt that everything like that about any situation i start fact checking myself like no this situation doesn't doesn't like i shouldn't be feeling upset about this situation or i shouldn't be feeling um anger you know like um or if it's someone, if there's someone that, that like I've interacted with that they're, they're acting a little off, right? And they rub me a, a little differently that day, like energetically. If it's not something that's normal, I will then be like, oh, maybe they're going through something. Like maybe, you know, like because this doesn't, they're not normally like this. So maybe, you know, maybe I just need to give them space or maybe, you know, you fill it out because, you know, energies. You fill it out and then you have that question that pops in your your mind, you know, or you have that inkling of, you know, the subject or something like that and you bring it up and then that conversation happens where it clarifies that energy and then it's like, okay, we're switching up. So I lost you. There you go. <laughs> so yeah.
So, but yeah, I lo I love that you know the boundaries is is boundaries, boundary, boundaries, um, and it's also like you said, being able to convey your what you're you're trying to say in as clear of a manner as you can, and if you can't readily do that, don't approach that situation until you can, right? At least allow yourself to be like, give me a minute, you know, or something like that. Um, because I know that they, people can say something and you totally mix the context or you're saying, you're saying the same thing, but just in, in a different way so that you're not, you're not, you're missing that common piece, you know, that misunderstanding. Um, but being able to step back and um, assess it, you know, um, but also if it's a conversation that's being had multiple times over, like you feel like you're, re you're repeating yourself, then that's when you're like, okay, now we got to start establishing boundaries because obviously there's some kind of miscommunication. There's some disjoint that is, is not working. Correct. Correct. Um, but, um, you know, it's just that daily practice. It's that daily practice. It's that allowing yourself to be human and allowing other people to be human too. Yes, you might piss me off. <laughs> but it's okay. it's okay. Like and 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 my choice is is to not deal with you at a certain point, right? Yeah. My choice is to always consistently Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Um, as far as what we're talking about in like alignment with spirituality, who we are as people, how important is it to you that this kind of community environment and things are put into place so that when your daughter does become older, she's able to see and if not be a part of a community like this where it can be open conversation if she wants to be a part of that and to where she'll feel comfortable expressing herself and being open and leaning into her femininity, which is her um, emotions, expressing them in a positive mm -hmm. manner, leaning into her intuition and being okay with mm -hmm. that part of herself. Yes, that's a great question. Oh my gosh. So um, it's every day. It's already, it's already, it's a daily thing. It's a, it's, it, I lead by example. I, let me tell you this, Ava inspires me to be the woman that I am every fucking day because I know that she's looking at me and I don't want her to ever feel out of place. I don't ever want her to feel like she has to have a place all the time, right? Um, I want her to always be her. I, I, um, I've been really working with her on emotions, right? Because at four, she's already tapped in. She has her, she has her rose quartz that she has under her pillow every night. Um, she tells me about dreams. She tells me about anything that she's, you know, and I, and I nurture it. I encourage it. Um, because 
I want her to know who she is when she knows who she is. You know, and that's right now. That I know, at least for me as a kid, and I've noticed from watching children and being around them, kids know who they are when they're children. It's when they become adults mm-hmm. that they forget who they are because they're exactly conditioning around them. So yes, you know who she is. You just gotta maintain an environment mm-hmm. and allow her space to be herself. You know. And you're the mom, exactly. so whatever's comfortable within those boundaries for you, and mm-hmm. don't let anyone that can challenge that and challenge who she is around her. Right. Her knows right. that as she gets older, that those are the boundaries that she needs to have in place. Yes, absolutely. Um, with With Ava, you know, she has always known what she wants. Like, okay. she... She's getting better. She is very much strong-minded. Like she is, she is her her mother's daughter, right? But in her own way. Like I love who she is. She is very much um, a Tom girl, right? She she has both sides. Like I can see her going into the UFC or something like that. You know, like fucking like Ronda Rousey, or I can see her being like Dominic Dominic wells or like she can do anything right she can model she can you know like i really want her to go for everything um she she exactly um and i allow her to have her own style yeah i might buy her clothes but i don't dress her she you know like i want her to have her own style like i allow her to you know play with makeup she sees me i can't say no right like if i'm not hey um you know she's she sees me and in this whole modeling world now you know she's always gone in my closet she's always wanted to wear my clothes she's always wanted to wear like high heels and stuff like that and i i i yes go for it please do yeah absolutely yeah um and as far as like you know when it comes to like spirituality we do like uh, mat time you know together like you know i'll either brush out her hair on the mat or we'll just hang out like you know um she helps me make candles you know like i i really involve her in in everything that she's interested in absolutely yes you know like it's, it's not um often that you get young little girls that have that tap in and show that interest and really want to learn um and she helps me i can't tell you how many times i've had breakthroughs with that little girl just by like our energy exchange like i have especially i have broken down myself you and me as well you know as well as i do that the bond with minority moms and their daughters sometimes few and far between. So to hear that is so powerful and beautiful to hear about the relationship that you guys have and how empowering, empowering it is because that's not a common thing, sadly, at least not from what I hear and not from what I see. I would like for it to be a common thing. So it's very interesting right. to hear. Thank you. Yes, it's not um, because I can tell you what that my biological mom, we never really bonded, bonded, bonded. Right. 
um, with with any okay this is how how it is for me with Ava especially when we start I wouldn't say like button heads with our our children it's usually because they're triggering something like a personality trait of yours that you don't really like right because they like your kids will end up having similar personalities for some parts but i recognized my personality in her and i recognized her passion her you know determination her eagerness and i didn't want to diminish that for her because I had a lot of what I wanted to do as a young age diminished in me, you know, growing up. And it was because I was doing things that was going to take me different places, right? I was growing, like, you know, and the people that I grew up with didn't, the shit that they were trying to do didn't pan out. So they were like, well, it didn't work for us, so it's not going to work for you type of yeah. thing. And I did not want to pass that on. And so that was part of my that was part of my healing process as well, is learning how to be a mother to my children when either they're displaying personality traits of, say, their father that I don't really like or myself that I don't, you know what I mean? Why do I not like that? Why, like, I don't want them having a bad experience or having a response from me that is not warranted towards them. So I really had to catch on to that very quickly and learn, okay, I used to be like that when I was younger. It's normal. It's a, you know, it's a kid thing. It's just a personality trait. And then I just found ways of making it fun. Like I, like she has no patience. Like her patience is a lot better now. <laughs> like she would be like, mom, can I have some milk? And I'm like, yeah, it'll be like a couple of minutes. Like give me a couple of minutes. And then maybe 10 minutes will come back. She's like, mom, I'm not waiting any longer. I'm going to go get it myself. Like it was like, you know, those things like, and I have seen parents react negatively to something like that, but it was like, no, I gave you the time that you asked for. I want, you know, and, and that is, but some parents might take it back as bad talk yeah. or something like that. And it's not what it is, you know? So really learning how to interact with her as her personality develops and seeing it for what it was and not for how it was taken, you know, how it was when I was younger, yeah. how it was taken, you know what I mean? Um, so I really, really wanted to make sure that, um, I had a, a relationship with her where I'm her mom. I, I can be a friend, but I'd rather just give you guidance, right? Like, this is your journey. You are gifted to me. My job is to make sure that you're protected and that you are well taken care of until you end up self-actualizing whatever, whenever that happens. I'm here to facilitate your journey and I, I know better, so I have to do better. So I, I want to teach you a different way than what I learned. Hey, Liz. All right. I'm going to ask you one yeah. more. We're definitely going to have to do a part two. Yes. Already 
Um, lastly, just for anyone that's watching, that you feel like within our audience or platforms that may have gone through similar um, battles they faced in life or that could be going through something as far as their mental health, what advice would you give them? Take one day at a time. Um, from experience, I've, I've worked on patience. I've worked on faith. And I, I've learned that taking every day as it is and being open to the opportunities, the unconditional love, the blessings that are available to you at that moment helps so much because I have gone through days where I've missed whole days because I'm so wrapped up in the life, right? Like the, the, what's not going right in my life. And it's don't, you, you can't live your life like that. You can't, because right now our conversation is already in the past, right? So you have to learn how to just let, let yesterday go, live today and set up for your future. You know, um, yeah, yeah, that's all you can do. That's really all you can do. You got to be graceful to yourself. You have to be kind to yourself um, because we're our own worst enemies. Like I can, I know the things that I've said to myself internally so I can only imagine what some other person might be saying to themselves. And so you just live that day as you can live that day and just be kind. Always be kind. Don't take no shit from nobody. <laughs> but like, always yeah, be kind. <laughs> I didn't like that's the disclaimer. Don't take shit. But but always, always be kind. And there and then you can shut somebody down in a very nice way with a smile, too. I've done it. Plenty of time. Like, just say, you can say it in a very nice, kind way to mean exactly like what you mean and not mess with that mm -hmm. person anymore. I've learned. Exactly. Thank you yeah. so much. I enjoyed this conversation. It's been a blessing. We'll have to connect and get a part two going. Thank you guys yes. for tuning in. They came Thank you all for joining. Yes, I hope you all have a wonderful night. And until next time, kids. Bye. Bye.